Locked On Podcast Network and Radio.com present Locked On Today. An empty hall for Major League Baseball this year? Aaron Rodgers walks back his comments, sort of. Plus, can the Clippers get on the Lakers level? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The 2021 Major League Baseball Hall of Fame will feature precisely no one. Joining me now to talk about a surprising outcome, Paul Sullivan from Locked On MLB. And Sully, I guess it's a surprise, but when you look at the names on the list, it really isn't that shocking that this is the outcome we came with. It's not surprising at all to me. In fact, I, if you listen to Locked On MLB, I did my Hall of Fame preview and review, and my prediction was nobody was going to get in. That was That's what I picked, and it turned out to be the correct pick. Uh, the backlash against Schilling who I think was a borderline candidate anyway, uh, if you're going to win over the hearts of writers, don't kid about killing them. That's just a tip for you out there trying to win over writers' hearts. Smart. Um, Smart. You know, Bonds and Clemens have stagnated at about 60%. And uh, I believe both of them are going to get in some way, shape, or form. Some veterans committee or something will get them in eventually. I think the writers just don't want to be the ones to do it. We we watched the games that Barry Bonds hit all those home runs oh, yeah. and where Roger Clemens struck out all those guys. Yeah. I mean, next year's ballot is going to include Bonds, Clemens, Schilling, A-Rod, and David Ortiz, all who for one reason reason or another are going to have writers who say, these guys don't deserve it for, for PEDs or because Kurt Schilling... Uh, is a jerk. Um, Schilling, do, we, Schilling, do we need to do something about this? Yes, and I and I did talk about this on a recent episode. Schilling asked to have his name removed from the ballot. It's the first classy thing he's done in a long time. Um, so I, I, that that that's that. Put that aside. Uh, I I have a couple things that I think need to be done with the Hall of Fame ballot. First of all, I think you have to make them public, and you also have to have the explanation for your vote. If you are going to be voting for the people who are on the ballot for that block of time, for that 10-year block of time that they're on the ballot, in order to be a Hall of Fame voter, you have to be someone who wrote about baseball during that era. If you have people mm. who have who are have been grandfathered in or sometimes great-great-grandfathered in, let me put it this way. If you've been writing since before integration, I don't think you should have a say in the Hall of Fame ballots. I think you have to have written. We have to have these parameters. You have to show that you have written were a legitimate writer who was writing columns and covering the games of that era. Because the whole idea of the writers voting for these players is they were the ones who were telling the stories and spinning the yarns about these players of mm -hmm. that era. And if you have people who weren't even watching it, let me put it this way. I've watched more British baking this year than I have the NFL, okay? <laughs> I've watched exactly zero minutes and zero seconds of the NFL this year. Now, imagine if I had a Hall of Fame vote in football if for, for the people playing for this year. 
what am I basing my opinion on? Aaron Rodgers walks back his comments, sort of, and what you need in order to stay locked on today after this. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. There's only one place that has you covered, one place we trust for all your gambling needs, and that's betonline.ag. And right now, when you sign up for a free account at Bet Online and use the promo code locked on, you will get a 50% welcome bonus. Imagine that a sports book giving you money. Books are not in the habit of giving away money. And yet, just because you listen to the show, they will give you that 50% deposit bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. It's not just the NFL right now. The NBA is in full swing. Hockey is back. And guess what? Baseball will be here before you know it. So make sure you're making money on all the info you're getting from shows like ours. Right now, locked on is the promo code to get that 50% welcome bonus because Bet Online is your online sportsbook expert. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. 24th ranked Oklahoma took down 5th ranked Texas last night. Austin Reeves scored 23 points and made two free throws with just over 18 seconds left that proved to be the difference in an 80-79 victory that was stalled by constant fouls and video reviews and wasn't settled until the Sooners intercepted a long inbounds pass at the end of the game. Indiana Pacers guard Karis LeVert is expected to make a full recovery after undergoing surgery to treat renal cell carcinoma of his left kidney Monday, the team announced. The surgery was performed at Community Hospital North in Indianapolis, and the team said no further treatment is needed. LeVert, who was acquired in a four-team blockbuster trade that sent James Harden to the Nets and Victor Oladipo to the Rockets, will still remain out indefinitely. Infielder Marcus Simeon is in agreement with the Toronto Blue Jays on a one-year, $18 million contract. Here's more from Locked On Blue Jays. I'm A.G. Andrews from Locked On Blue Jays, and if George Springer didn't freaking sell you how serious the Blue Jays are about actually being a contender this year, Marcus Simeon signing should. The one-year, $18 million deal is a perfect bridge and gets the Blue Jays a guy who's third in MVP voting in 2019. That is not very long ago, as as hard to believe as that is. Simeon is a guy who has 30 home run power from the second base slot where he'll be playing for the Blue Jays and makes that lineup so foolishly stacked. Kevin Biggio is currently slotted to bat eighth. Try facing that lineup if you're the Blue Jays opponent. They're going to win the AL East. I don't see any reason why not. So if you want more confident picks like that, uh, subscribe to Locked On Blue Jays, your team, every day. Here's another story you can't go without. I couldn't care any less about speculation (laughs) off of that. Um, I don't think people are used to hearing the truth from athletes. So when they hear the truth, it's so, like, surprising at times. You know, I'm 15 minutes from crying in the locker room with, you know, some of my teammates. I, I come and sit down and do this interview, and they ask me questions. I give real answers. And to me, a reality, not a certainty or an absolute, is that my future is not in my hands. That was Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee Show on Tuesday. Joining me now to dig into it, Tony Wiggins, the Wednesday host of Locked on NFL. And Tony, I think you're the perfect person to weigh in on this because you also host Locked on Jags and the Jaguars 
don't really have any connection to the Packers, so you are as impartial an observer as we can get here. When you saw the quotes and the discussions around Aaron Rodgers and his future, did you ever think there was actually a chance that he could be on the move this offseason? I thought that there was a chance when they drafted that kid that at some point Aaron Rodgers could be on the move um, to see if they could just get something for him. But then he goes out and has an MVP season, and then I'm thinking, like, you got to be crazy. He's just the type of player, man. You only want him to play for your your squad. Uh, generational talent. I think he is, is one of the best that's ever done it. He's in my top three of all time. It was weird, so I kind of like chalked what he said up to – I chalked it up to just the emotion after the mm -hmm. game. But obviously there has to be some underlying stuff there for him to go there at that point and talk about – it must be the fourth down call. It had to be something, man, because to be that close, it couldn't have been as dysfunctional as, as it sounds like it was uh, in that press conference. So it shocked, it shocked me a little bit, but that's Aaron. Aaron's different. Yeah, and he mentioned that in, in the interview that he is an honest athlete and he says things that we don't hear most athletes say. I have compared it to LeBron James, where LeBron has gotten to the point in his career where he has just said, this is going to be who I am. I'm going to give you the honest, real stuff. And it catches people off guard a little bit. We're not used to that from our superstar athletes. No, especially at an organization like Green Bay. Green Bay personifies class. Right. And... They're, they're one of those organizations in sports, not just football, where you look at your own team and you go, we want some of that. Emulate right. that. Because just to be honest, I mean, it, it. people keep saying, you know, they didn't draft a receiver in the first round. They never do. Jordy Nelson, Greg Jennings, Donald Driver, and now Devontae Adams. So them not taking a receiver in the first round is par for course. That's how they have been operating forever, as long as I can remember. So, uh I do understand, though, that to look towards the future while you're still in striking range for the Super Bowl is a little bit unnerving for a guy like Aaron. Do you think this could reach a boiling point if we see another offseason of inaction? I do. I think it could reach a boiling point. You have to be careful that when a guy is – I don't know if he's in the twilight of his career when he's 37, but now you're looking at Brady at 43 and Aaron's skills haven't diminished. But to just not acquiesce to – where he is right now and try to get a championship. I know Green Bay is one of those organizations that, like I said, they've always sort of been competitive. They've always not been far away. But for guys that are trying to win titles, for Aaron, for Mercedes Lewis and these veteran guys, they're not thinking macro. They're thinking micro, man. We can do it right now. We're this close. Get us the pieces that we need in order for us to be able to try to at least go for the championship. And they were close the other day, but Maybe Aaron got everything he could out of out of that team. Maybe he squeezed the uh, orange juice out of an onion it, it, with some of those skill position players. And, and he's thinking like in his head, if I had a little bit more to help Devontae, they won't shadow Devontae and they won't play that bracket coverage they were playing. And those throws get easier. Can the Clippers get on the Lakers level? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And trust me, I've tried them all. Most of them are gritty. They're chalky. They're difficulty. You don't want to eat them. And so you don't end up eating them. These are different. 
They are delicious, and they absolutely deliver on that promise as the best-tasting protein bar ever. They're the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and you can see why. With flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, and so many more. I love them. My wife loves them. Now she is eating them more often than I am. I'm going and looking in my box and I'm seeing half-eaten bars going, hey, what's going on here? And it's because she's eating them. And the best part, it's guilt-free. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Plus, right now, Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. The L.A. Clippers fell to the Atlanta Hawks on Tuesday night, 108-99. No Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard, and yet... They are just a game back of the Lakers in the West. Joining me now to talk about the Clippers, William Updike. And William, we've been asking this question. Since Kawhi Leonard and Paul George came to the Clippers, and it seems like when these guys are healthy, that they can be outstanding. Can they be as good as and compete with the Lakers for a championship? Because I think they still can. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I I think, you know, last night or tonight, rather, uh, the secondary cast to me has been a big question for the Clippers this year. Obviously, we knew what it was last year. It fell apart in the playoffs. uh, And I think that that led to a lot of the chemistry issues, some of how those complementary pieces were built. Uh, Tonight, those complementary pieces uh, looked a lot better together, even missing a combined 50-11-11 with the absence of Kawhi and Paul George. They were able to keep a game competitive against the Hawks. I think that both Kawhi and Paul George as stars have taken a much different look at their roles this year. We know that they still have to go beat the Lakers, and that means you have to go toe-to-toe with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and we know that they can defend at a high level. Well, The Clippers this year, and this is, I think, genuinely shocking, number one in offensive efficiency, number one in true shooting percentage, number one in effective field goal, and even though we think of them as a two-star team and potentially an an ISO team in that way because Kawhi is so good isolating and not quite as good as a playmaker, they're in the top 10 this year in assists. At least that was where they were in all of those numbers before Tuesday night's game offensively, this team has been really, really good, even with incorporating Batum, Serge Ibaka, and, and the, the different tertiary pieces that you mentioned. They can ratchet up in the playoffs when guys like Kawhi and Paul George can turn up the intensity a little bit. In the playoffs, if they can keep this offense up, their defensive upside is much bigger than what we've seen so far to me. And the combination of those two things, you go, yeah, why can't they be in the mix with the Lakers? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, the the defense, it has a longer way to go than the offense for sure. And certainly the offense, there are some absurd shooting splits that are not sustainable. The thing that I do think is very sustainable, though, is the ball movement this year for the Clippers is unheralded from what we saw last season. They're number yep. one in half-court offense. Uh, and defensively, I think... 
Ty Lue is a bit of a tinker. Um, I do think that we've seen some different things from him. We've seen we've seen some box in one. We've seen some struggles with guys sort of learning to be on switches. Um, so I, I do think that there is an upside there. I think one interesting thing about both of these teams right now is the strength of schedule for both the Lakers and the Clippers to a lesser extent has not been the hardest test. Um, the you know the Lakers to a certain extent, like other than you know Milwaukee and a win over the Mavericks, have have had somewhat of a cakewalk, and the Clippers' schedule has only been marginally harder. So I guess with both of these teams getting some time to kind of build up, uh, you know, build up this confidence leading into you know whatever the rest of the the, the season looks like, it's going to be interesting to see both of these teams as they start to face harder Western Conference opponents, um, because certainly you know n- neither of these guys have had the the hardest schedules. And finally, as the sports and entertainment world continue to reflect on the lives of Kobe and Gigi Bryant, a letter written by Gigi to the UConn women's basketball team emerged. The letter was sent after the team lost in the Final Four in 2017 and said, Gino and the team, I'm so sorry you lost, but it gives you extra time to practice and get better before the next one. Just think, when you think you can't, UConn. Love, Gianna Bryant. Now that you got the news, go make some money. Listen to the all-new Locked on Bets. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Coming up on Thursday, what does Tom Brady's success in Tampa Bay mean for Bill Belichick? We'll have that coming up. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.